Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Modern Day Unicorns. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Danielle. She's doing some amazing things. So I'm not even going to waste your time in talking too much. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're going to explore some of the amazing things that she's doing these days. Danielle, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Please tell us more about yourself, who you are, where you're from. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Danielle Diamond. I run a production company based in New York called Epic Media, and we do all things, um, mostly branded content, everything from comedic style videos that feel like SNL sketches to social, small social clips for for um, for companies, um, for things like Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, so everything from B2B companies to more consumer-based companies like Tampax and Adidas and stuff like that. So just lots of different types of content and just constantly finding ways to make ads feel more like the TV show and, and less like a boring ad that no one wants to watch. And that's that's really awesome. So you, you mentioned some, some top brands there. So I kind of want to you know take it back a little bit and ask how you even got into these interests or this field. Where did it all begin? Yeah, so I I had always been interested in, in playing with editing software and computers and, and had done like played around with with VFX and and I think it, it was Motion was the app that was like the old After Effects on Macs back in the day um, when I was a kid I was probably like twelve I would play around with that but then I also had a separate interest in creative things I did a lot of theater I went to Juilliard pre college as a kid so I was constantly doing um, the more performance related type of of um, of work. And I kind of saw them as two separate things. I, I saw the performance as, oh, this is my creative interests, and oh, all this editing stuff, this is more of my interest in computers and technology, and they don't really go together, is what I thought. And then I had started making these short films in high school with a friend who he was really into writing and directing, and, and he, he needed someone to be in his films, and I, and I you know, had done a lot of acting at the time, and so... I worked on him with some projects and as we started doing more projects i was really just doing them on the acting side of things but the more i started doing all these like film related projects the more i realized oh all this editing stuff after i after they shoot this and after we do this they have to go edit it and like there's all these processes and and all these more technical things to filmmaking that i didn't realize were part of the process and so the more i just made films for fun and the more i, I you know did a lot of NYU thesis films and just just did a lot of of short films for fun with with friends and with with new people that I was meeting um the more I just sort of fell in love with the filmmaking process as a whole and then in college I was originally slated to go to school for vocal performance and theater and then I actually ended up switching my major um before I got there to film and tv um and ended up sort of just studying that in college and, and it was definitely on the narrative track for a while and, and I still do narrative work I just directed a, a short film and that's still sort of where I do have part of my focus um but while I was working while I was while I was going to school um I needed to find a job for for the summer and I had initially wanted to do an internship either in film or in theater or something more narrative driven um, but the problem was that none of those internships paid and I wasn't in a position that I could afford to live in New York City or LA um, without a paid position for a whole summer. And so I said, okay, what can I do where I can still practice being creative and, and you know, practice being a filmmaker while also making money? And so I came across this job at a tech company 
Um, they're basically looking for someone to do all things video creative for them. And so I ended up taking a job at a tech company called Drift the summer um, after my junior year of college. And from there, I, I kind of like just felt, kind of fell in love with the job over the summer and ended up working there full time my senior year and finishing up my classes at night. Um, and I just sort of loved that I got to create like these short films almost every day, even though, you know, they were marketing based and, and that there were like all these marketing goals attached to it. Um, I found it super fulfilling to just be able to create every day. And it, I found that it was actually more creative than a lot of these bigger narrative sets. Because a lot of these bigger narrative sets, it's it's like you have one specific, like your job is to pull focus or your job is to charge the walkie talkies. Um, and so a lot of the bigger sets that I was kind of practicing on, I found that it wasn't creative at all. And I loved that by doing this, I was able to actually be the person holding the camera every single day. I was able to write, they even let me like do narrative style stuff and that ended up performing really well and kind of blowing up in the tech community. Um, and so I really just got the opportunity to get in my reps and sets. Um, and then from there, people saw my work um, because I was just doing, I was working at a tech company where fortunately they really believed in brand and they put a lot of um, dollars and time behind marketing. And so because of that, other tech companies saw, saw my work and I started getting people reaching out to me saying, hey, I saw you made this, um, these narrative style videos for Drift. Um, I really love this product launch that you guys did. Um, and a part of that was because we were doing all this more narrative style, comedic even content that other brands just weren't doing at the time. And so because of that, it got a lot of attention and people started reaching out. And that's kind of how I got started. Um, and I still have tech companies reaching out because of the work I did um, even years later. Um, and so it was kind of, it kind of like launched my career in that sense. And then also right after that, I moved back to New York where I was originally from. And I went um, and was the director of marketing at a bigger production company in New York City. And I learned, that's where I really um, learned more about creating like bigger scale productions for commercials and really like increasing the visual um, production value, really investing in the video itself and, and the type of visuals that you need to, to work with brands like Adidas and, and P&G and Tampax and Dayquil and, and those sort of bigger consumer brands. The thing that I didn't love about it is that a lot of these bigger production companies, they just had no background in marketing strategy. And so they were making these really pretty videos that did absolutely nothing for their clients. They, they like looked really nice, but the story wasn't either wasn't interesting enough or just, it wasn't connected enough to actual marketing strategy. And so that's where I kind of found a need in the market where, oh, like people need these higher production, um, higher quality video productions, but they also need to tie it to marketing strategy. And so what we do at Epic is we take that that high-performing marketing strategy, and we connect it to Hollywood-level video production. So um, one of the things that you said that I was um, super intrigued about is you took this internship, and I don't want to assume, so correct me if I'm wrong, but after you left school, you said you went to go be the director of marketing at another place. Now, did you get a degree in that, or because of the experience that you had, you said, hey, I'm going to take this opportunity, this is what I've been able to produce, give me the title. Yeah, that was exactly it, is because I had that experience from that other company, I, A, knew all the stuff about marketing that a lot of other people in production didn't, 
um, and B, just had the portfolio to show for it. And so I was able to kind of get this bigger title um, simply because of the work that I already done. I, I don't have a degree in marketing, never took a single business or marketing class. Um, it's all just from what I, what I learned hands-on. Um, and honestly, I think that you learn a lot more hands-on than in the classroom, particularly when it comes to things like marketing, because it's hard, because you can really see the actual results of things. You get to really test out what actually works in the real world. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I, I got that position. And then the nice thing in that position, too, is, is I was able to, I was kind of directing and producing a large portion of what that company was putting out. Um, and so it was a really great opportunity to just do a whole bunch of different things before I kind of had the, the confidence to go and do my own thing. That's amazing. So when it, when it comes down to it, um, I love the fact that you got your reps in. You were able to accept this this challenge. So when it when the opportunity came up, did you apply for it? Did somebody tell you about it? Did they reach out to you? Because I guess the question that I'm trying to ask is, um, I want to know about how you overcame your fear. So like if you were doing this internship and you're doing all this stuff and you know, you're like, I'd like to continue in this direction, but I don't know how I can say I do this. Yeah, so I think, A, I think having that initial um, internship gave me the, gave me confidence that I could go out and get any other job because it was like my first position that was really like, oh, I was getting an actual salary. Um, I, I had like a portfolio and, and work and all this knowledge that I thought I could really provide value to other companies. Um, but the way I got that second job was and that first job I had applied to the internship that was something that, that I had applied to it came up in my um, I went to BU and it came up they had this like newsletter of jobs and I had just applied um, but for this next job where I was the director of marketing I had actually also gotten that job because I was doing an acting job for that specific company a friend of mine um, was was one of the producers at that company and it was over winter break. Um, he had graduated a year earlier than me, and I was coming home from winter break, and they had this last-minute production that they needed an actor for, and he called me up and said, hey, Danielle, um, we need someone to be in this. Will you will you come do it? And I said, yeah, sure. And so I went, um, and I helped with the commercial, and because it was such a last-minute thing, they ended up needing help writing the commercial, and so I helped them format it, and I helped them, helped them out with the story, and then I was in it, and then... They're like, okay, now we need an editor, and it's a really fast turnaround. And I said, I'll do it, and because I had nothing else to do was winter break. Um, and so I edited it for them, and then from there, while I was in their office kind of working on the edit, I heard them talking about um, things they were struggling about, which was their actual internal marketing, is that they were having trouble, you know, getting bigger clients. They, were, they weren't sure what direction to go in in terms of their brand messaging and their website and, and how to drive more people from the website and then convert people once they were there just because their their marketing was weak um and i had overheard them talking about that and, and said hey i actually i work for a company in the, in the marketing department and, and here's some suggestions based on what you guys can do um and then i got a call from them a week later that they were looking for a director of marketing um and they started me on because i was still working at that other company i i started there part-time um, where I sort of excuse this quick interruption, but I have to stop here and make sure I give a shout out to Anchor. It's been the easiest way for me to make a podcast and it has been free. That's right. I said free. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. 
minimum setup required. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Make sure you go and download that Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. I wasn't fully the director of marketing at that point. I was just sort of more, more of a marketing manager. And then once I graduated, that's when they sort of promoted me to that director role. Um, so that's how I got it. It was just saying yes to things and offering up help where I could. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's just sort of it. It's just sort of offering up value and being helpful and a pleasure to work with wherever you can. And just saying yes to a lot of things when you're, when you're just starting out. Wow. So you had two jobs at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so a while. <laughs> let's let's get to the point where um, you worked for this company as a director of marketing. At what point in time did you shift to say, "I'd like to do this like on my own"? So how did how did Epic begin? Where did that where was that birth? Yeah. So I I'll, even while I was working as a director of marketing, I was still taking on freelance projects, um, and I started to you know as with anything, I think once you start doing something. The more you do it, the more momentum it gains. And so I was doing these freelance projects, and I just kept getting more of them. And again, I kept hearing over and over again, oh, you're the only video producer and video director that I've talked to that also has a, a grasp on marketing strategy. And I kept hearing that. And eventually, I was getting more freelance projects than I, like, I was making more doing freelance projects than I was as the director of marketing at this other company. And so it, so it just made sense for me to not do it anymore. So I didn't just like, you know, quit all my things and say, I'm gonna just start and, and do this full time by myself without without any clients yet. Like I had an existing client base and before and like I was making enough to do it full time before I decided to do it full time. Um, and, and then in terms of really growing it as a company, I kind of spent a year only half in it because I was also working as a writer for a Broadway producer and we were working on, on a musical and that was taking up a lot of like my time and my passion um, and it was a super amazing thing but then Broadway shut down and so that kind of um, got derailed a little bit and so um, out of necessity I kind of went all in on the commercial side of my work and, and on, on Epic Media as a company and sort of building that out when the pandemic hit honestly is really when we started to really grow. And that was just kind of out of necessity. And I'm really glad that it, that it like turned into a really nice silver lining as we ended up um, working with a lot of bigger brands who needed content but weren't sure how to produce content You know, while we were in quarantine. Fortunately, you know, I was quarantining with a group of actors and with other people um, who we had like our little production crew quarantined together. And so we were able to provide high quality video during the pandemic, especially at first when like couldn't even leave your house um and so that was was a really big thing for big companies like snapchat and their clients you still needed to produce content especially now we're all staring in front of our phones it was the perfect time for these companies to produce more content um and then from there we just kind of kept kept growing and the, the more work we did the more you know the more referrals you got i think our, our business is, is really all word of mouth um and so you know from there the more work you do the more work you get <laughs> Because I'm seeing really the themes coming out is like being able to pivot in your positioning. Yeah. So being able yeah. to say, okay, I'm, I'm willing, I'm here to meet the needs and your positioning, being able to have 
other creators, but also having the background to say like, oh, here I am. Like, I'm not, we, we're all not doing anything with Let's Go and fitting all that stuff to, to good use. Um, so that's great. I love it. So I, I didn't prompt you to this earlier and I apologize, but um, I would love for you to share maybe just three tips that you would give people looking to um, explore their talents, looking to explore their passions and how they can kind of continue to, uh, to practice them. Even if so, like with you, you, you still had your other jobs or your internship, but you were able to continue to mature the other things that you were working on. So if you can share just three tips for those individuals looking to say, how can I get all of this done? Yeah. Um, I would say the first thing is, so I think you just you hit on something interesting right there. It's like, it's how do I get all of this done? I think that's a really interesting like way to phrase it because part of it too, right, is there's only so much time in the day. And if you have a full-time job, and you have friends, and you have a family, and you have, you know, you have to sleep, you have other things in your life, too. I think, you know, part of it is, is if there's something that you're super passionate about, there's, you're always going to be, you're always going to find the time to do it. It's just going to be a, a matter of give and take, where that might mean you might not be able to go out and hang out with friends as much as you would like to. I think for me, that was really the thing that I kind of have, have given up a little bit over the years as I, I'm known to be a little bit of a hermit. Um, and so I, I want people to know that that like it's a lot of work and if it's something that you love, it's worth it. But if you don't love it, then, then it might not be worth it um, because there's a lot of things in life that like there's only so many hours in the day. And so there are things that are going to have to give. And that's something that I've really kind of learned as my company grows. But, but more to the topic of three things that I would recommend people do um just keep getting in the practice right just keep putting in in the work if it's something that I, it's also a great way to like test out if it is something that you really enjoy doing and, and want to keep pursuing um is just if you keep practicing whether you have real clients or whether you just make videos for fun i think the more practice you get in the better because then when you do get those bigger clients you'll finally be ready i think if if I hadn't put in all the work and like even just on, on my personal passion projects, I don't think I would have even gotten that initial job in the first place. So just keep making things and, and expect to make a lot of bad things before you make good things. So it's okay to make really bad films. You can make bad, like make some really bad commercials if you want to do commercials. Make some really bad short films. Don't, don't hold any expectations to the work that you're creating. Just create it for the sake of creating it. I think that's that's really the big thing is is if you don't enjoy the process, if you're not in it for the process, if if, if you if you get so attached to this end result, you're never going to get anywhere with it because it takes a lot of time in order to make something that's actually good. I had to make a lot of bad things before I made a lot of good things. Um, and then was that three things? Sorry, I just like kind of rambled. For a well, whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> and. Oh, also just be, there's, it's, it's important to also like be a pleasure to work with. There's a lot of people that I've met in the film industry, especially on the narrative side of things, who have a real ego, <laughs> um, don't have an ego. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be about, everything doesn't always have to be about your, your vision and, and your story. That's sort of the biggest thing that I've run into as a director is I've, I've met a lot of directors who I think the worst thing you could do as a director 
is stay so attached to your vision and, and your story and make it all about you and kind of hold on to that ego. Because I think the best thing you could do is, as an aspiring director or as a director is, is to say, okay, what are my strengths? But also, what are the strengths of the people around me? And how can I best leverage that? And how can I create a space that is feels very creatively open and collaborative? Because I found that the best work ends up being the most collaborative work. And so, like, find people that you like working with um, and kind of throw away the ego. Instead of making it about you, make it a group thing or, or see what you can learn from other people. I think that's been a big thing is, is finding great mentors and finding great peers and collaborators because um, we all make each other better. I think that's, that's been a big thing, too, is, is I've developed a team of people who, who, are, who are great at things that I'm not great at. And, and I'm sometimes... And I'm great at certain things that they're not great at. And, and working together, we're able to just make each other better and, and really complement each other in terms of the work that we do. That's awesome. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. Um, so in, in an effort to continue to respect your time, I would love for you to share all the places and spaces that people can see your work and continue to support you and the awesome work that you're doing. Yeah, um, I am on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, also, for those of you who use LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't use it that much anymore. Um, it's at D Hope Diamond, and then you can see all of my company work at epicmedia.com, E P I Q media.com. Um, and yeah, and I think we also we have an Epic Media Instagram as well, E P I Q underscore media. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time and all of your expertise and the, and the tips that you've given us for, uh, to, to implement, you know, as soon as today. So thank you so much for that. Um, to all of our listeners, our viewers, we want to thank you for your time as well. And if you are a unicorn yourself or you know any unicorns, I'd love to have a conversation with them. So we will see you in the next episode.